is up everybody and welcome to week 78 of tailgate talks this is club red where we catch you up on what is going on in texas tech sports we got a little bit of basketball baseball and football for you this week Uh, so stay tuned for all of that but first make sure you are following us on apple and spotify Give us a five-star rating. We would greatly appreciate that. And if you you listen to us on Apple, hit us with the review. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, that would also be greatly appreciated. So make sure you're doing that. If you're one of our you know big-time followers, it means everything uh, to the podcast. If you would also follow our, uh, follow our social media accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. If you want to follow our personal accounts, you can follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22. And you can follow myself at Calvin B. Barrett. Uh, we also have a Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is where we do these live recordings each week so you can be a part of the action. Also follow our YouTube channel where we post bite-sized tidbits from our podcast for you to catch. If you can't catch the full episode, catch a few minutes of it there. And lastly, Email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's get into this week's Club Red. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, Dustin, there's not a whole lot to talk about this week, but we figured we'd catch everybody up on kind of some uh, news that's going on around the basketball program, another baseball series win in conference play, and a little bit of football news. So let's get into the basketball side of things. Where we left you off last week is, you know, we had finished our tournament run with a loss against Duke. And already some of the offseason news was flying out of the team. TJ Shannon announcing he was entering the transfer portal. Kevin McCuller uh, announcing that he was testing the NBA waters. And uh, Chibuzo Agbo also hitting the transfer portal. So there hasn't been any like breaking news on that front yet. But we thought we'd just kind of see where our heads are at on what's going on. And there's kind of some rumors circulating. So let's start off with TJ Shannon, who started the whole thing. Uh, there's since been kind of some reports that he has apologized to the team for the ill-timed uh, reports of him uh, going into the transfer portal. Dustin, um, what have you heard about TJ Shannon and where have your, where's your head at with TJ and, and what are your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, apparently now he wants to come back is the most likely option, I guess. Um, I thought he was already foot out the door and Bye. <laughs> looking for a yeah. more offensive system, but maybe I guess with a year of eligibility left here, he might just ride that out and then try again next year or go draft. Maybe just because it's more familiar. I don't. I don't know what like changed in his mind. I maybe talking with coaches or Coach Adams or family. I don't. I don't know. It's kind of weird. All of it's weird. Like it was weird last week when we talked and he already put in his transfer before they were even back from San Francisco. Yeah. And now it's a week later and he's already like, oh, I'm sorry. I want to come back. Allegedly. I don't know. I mean, I'd still welcome him back. I think he's disappointed in his season kind of like we are. And 
obviously wants to improve his game to obviously make it to the NBA, you know, can't come back and have another season like he did. He knows that. And so I would welcome back a improved TJ. What about you? Yeah, of course. It would be hard to say no (laughs) to him. You know the talent and the potential that's there. Right. And yeah, it it definitely had to be frustrating for a guy who had NBA dreams coming into last year. And, you know, the season didn't go anywhere near the way that he wanted it to. But, you know, if you're getting a healthy TJ and a committed TJ, like that's something you're going to want on your roster all of the time. But, you know, from what we've kind of heard and and there's Chris Level has done some reporting on this is that there is an ACC school, uh, Miami, and there's a Mm. Big Ten school, which I thought would be Illinois. But on uh, their little Red Raider sports show, he said Michigan is the Big Ten school that uh, he is kind of talking to. So it looks like it's going to come down to the three of us. But he did say that he feels pretty confident that TJ is going to come back. Now, the longer it takes, I think the less confident you get uh, in it. But I think you're hoping for a decision quickly with TJ. And that also helps you begin the process of, you know, your next moves. Once this domino falls, it's like, okay, uh, where do we go from here? So ultimately, it's still up in the air hopefully maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast maybe by the end of the week we know but right now it kind of feels like it's any like it this could go anywhere hopefully it ends up back in a texas tech uniform and i think we would all be better for that another yeah. player that's highly discussed about a big part of our reason of success last year and that's kevin mcculler who is testing the nba waters and we've heard some stories and Chris level today said that he doesn't really feel confident that Kevin McCuller will be back in a Texas tech uniform uh, and that they're really going hard at pursuing this NBA path. Uh, What do you think about this kind of news, Dustin, as I think last week I was more confident in McCuller coming back and now kind of feels switched to where I feel more confident in maybe TJ coming back and losing McCuller. Yeah, I felt the same and I thought he was, doing more of the test it out, see what I need to work on and I'll be back type situation. Right, yeah. But that surprises me because I don't see him as a top 60 type player and pick, Mm-mm. which is all you get in the NBA. Like, you know, see, we know like there's more international guys going every year. I mean, I discussed this last year. I mean, I just don't see him cutting it as one of like the best, what, 40 Americans, 45 Americans. Like there's at least, 10, 15, 20 international guys that get taken now. And so I just don't see it. So I don't know what, what the next move for him would be if that's not achievable. Yeah. This one confuses me. Yeah. And, and some of the stuff that's come out is it's a lot of the family pushing this. And um, I know we kind of texted about it, but did you see his dad's tweet that uh-huh. came out from last night's championship game talking about letting the players play. Do you, do you read into that any, or I didn't think that's a shot at Adams comments. Or? Yeah. I think there's something there, but yeah, like you said, his son just played 35 or six minutes in the Duke game. Like literally like six of our guys played almost yeah. all the minutes. Like that's it. So I don't know what the beef is with, dad or whoever but i didn't think there was any disgruntled parties in that on that side but i guess there is and so i I, that situation came out of nowhere and is weird to me 
and I hate to speculate because I don't know anything about the McCullough family. I don't know right. anything about his yes. parents, but to me, it kind of feels like it's an obvious, hey, this is our chance to get him to the pros and that they're going to do anything to do that, even if it destroys his career. Like, you need some smart people around him, and he's had injury history. Uh, he hasn't played a full, healthy season since right. he's been at Tech. Um, sure, he's versatile, and he can do a lot of things. He has size. He doesn't have, you know, a consistent shot yet. Uh, he's not necessarily the best with the basketball all of the time. And right. so he's he's got a lot of weaknesses. I just didn't really see that, but they're pursuing it like this is going to be okay. it for him. Well, I just don't get that. Best of luck, but I don't see it happening. Man, sometimes these kids need smarter people around them, like other than their family. <laughs> well, you need yeah, like an outside yeah, perspective. They need somebody that's not their family or their buddy's coach or somebody like that's been in their corner all their life. Like they need somebody that's going to, you know, smack them upside the head and tell them what's up. Yeah. Like the parent, you're the parent, you're going to be a little bit blinded because you've watched him grow up and you think he's the best player ever. And you think oh, he deserves course. to play all 40 minutes of every single game because you know, you're his parent and that's what you want for him. But yeah, you need somebody who's going to be like, Hey, look, there's not yeah. a single mock draft out there that has Kevin McCullough's name on it. Like, Ooh. You do this, and you're sitting there playing in the G League all the time, and you know that's good for some people. But if your dream's the NBA, this is not the move. No, I mean it's going to end up worse than Jemias, who's getting bounced around the G League right now. So I, I don't know what these parents and some of these players and some of the people around them are thinking, but the NBA is one of the toughest leagues to get drafted, and like you yeah. said, you got to be one of the best 45 in America because. There's all sorts of international players now that always garner a lot of looks and are a lot of top picks. So you got to really stand out. And I don't really know. I don't really know what he's done to do that. So any other moves? There's some Kevin O'Banner kind of news out here that fingers uh, crossed. There, he's on the fence about it. Uh, We could know maybe next week what he's doing there. Um, There's been some, we've heard some discussion about maybe we don't want both McCullough and TJ Shannon back on the roster together. Uh, What did you think about that, Dustin? Yeah, I don't know what to think about that either. I kind of just generally think like this time for coaching staffs, I, I get why there's disagreements on who you want on, on your team and who to go pursue because there's so many moving parts and pieces right now with the transfer portal and, NBA stuff is going to take a little longer. So, like, you saw how long the TJ thing took last year. So, like, do you leave right. an open spot for McCuller? Like, how long do you wait? Because some of these kids already have top fives out, like transfer kids. And it's like pieces are moving fast, and you got to recruit your own guys. you got to try to get the transfers. Like, there's so many pieces and parts moving around. I can see how a coaching staff of, what, at least five minds and voices participating, maybe more have disagreements obviously right. so that's kind of just what i see of it is there's just so many bullets being fired across the room that it's hard to contain and obviously you're going to have some disagreements there so i don't know if you want them back or not i don't see why not unless this whole yeah mcculler thing and the families are too much i don't know yeah it, it seems to me that like it used to be at this 
start of the season, you'd remove the seniors, you know, from your yeah, roster <laughs> and, and you've, you Add know, your all the returning man. guys and you start from there here, plug the holes. Now it kind of feels like you just oh. got to come in and pretend that you're at zero, that you have yeah. nobody because you got to recruit your own guys to stay or else they're going to get in the transfer portal too. Yeah, it so be like LSU who has zero players yeah. right now. <laughs> so it's like every year you're just wiping the slate clean. Like it, it, I mean, for coaches who love to recruit, this has to be a blast oh. for them as it's always, always, always be recruiting. I don't know if it's a blast. The same, they're busy. Oh, they're busy. <laughs> it keeps you occupied. You realize why you have a job every single minute of every day when you're out there. But, yeah, a lot of moving parts and, you know, so keep your eye on all the players. Like, there's no guarantee that any of the guys on our roster are going to come back. Um, Level today said he doesn't – he wouldn't be shocked if Clarence Nadoni is gone next year. Uh, yeah. To kind of do the Davide Moretti route, go play some professional ball overseas. So, you know, the roster really, it's its tough to tell what it's going to be like next year, which is why it's funny that all these oh, way man. too early, the way too early polls are so stupid now. They used yeah. to be fun because, you know, like I said, you'd be it's keeping a lot idea. of guys. Yeah, but now you have no idea who's going to be on these teams, except for maybe like the I freshman. Mean, who literally last year at this time, we had like four guys on the team. Maybe yeah. not even that many. Like we didn't. We started with like five guys returning from last year and didn't have recruits for another month or more. So it's like there might be a lot of moving pieces, but you also don't know what you have until you get yeah. the season started. But don't worry. There's going to be the tech fans who are going to see us not ranked, and they're going to be pissed off, even though we don't fucking know who's on our team yet. It's like, okay. chill out, guys. We have to get mad about every single poll, even one that's so far in advance that it literally holds no weight at all. Uh, that's just how people just are, man. Looking at mock drafts right now, I'm looking at one that has Obaji going 22nd. Yeah. And McCullough, he's getting drafted. <laughs> Holy shit. Obaji <laughs> just led his team to a na- like a national championship. He's and he's going 22nd. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a crapshoot every year in, in the draft, especially if you're one of the older players because everybody wants Jeez. the younger players who have the higher ceiling, less mileage on their legs, and you can get them into your system early. Yeah. So uh, he's got the disadvantage there. He's got the disadvantage with injury history. So, uh. But uh, that's pretty much all the basketball news we have right now. Uh, as always, we will keep you all up to date on – any sort of news that breaks from the next week and we'll we'll keep y'all up to date on that but let's uh let's get over to the baseball field and talk a little tech baseball all right dustin we come to you we were hoping for an undefeated week we had a midweek series against sfa and then a road series against uh, kansas we were very close to doing that we swept sfa in the midweek handled them pretty easily Went into Lawrence, Kansas, won the first game eight to two, won the second game twenty-eight to two. Ooh, second it's, time this year we've done that. It's impressive to do that to anybody, but to do that to a conference foe is even more impressive. But unfortunately, we just don't care about the Sunday games, it seems like, and we lost eight to five in game yeah. three. So we didn't get the series sweep. Uh, but we did get the series win. Dustin, were you able to watch any of it? Were you just keeping track of it? And do you have any thoughts on the uh, 2-1 series? Did not get to watch any of it. Had a friend in town. Shout out Jillian for coming in from Chicago to hang the out. The tailgate crasher. Yep. 
and uh, and champion of the bracket that's pool. Right, that's right. But uh, good uh, midweek against SFA. Super handled handled them. No problem there. <clears throat> but yeah, it's disappointing to like kick Kansas' ass for two games and then drop Sunday. Like yeah. you're gonna win the Big Twelve which this weekend was set up to help you with some other games and series yep. that were going on. You need to win these series three to zero and not drop silly games like this. And this is back-to-back big 12 weekends that we've just not hardly shown up on Sunday pitching and hitting wise. Like, I don't know what it is. And if we need to move some guys around or make sure they're awake on Sunday or what it is, but, that's kind of just a – I don't know if it's a glaring issue yet, but starting to become a pattern that Sunday is just a, too relaxed, I guess. Yeah, I don't think losing to Texas on Sunday is one to get nah. you worried, but losing to Kansas on Sunday the way you did, I think is something that kind of get, gets your head poking up like, okay, why? I mean, I was watching a little bit of that, and that pitcher was terrible, and he was dominating us. Like, yeah, I, I mean, two, in, two runs through six. It was ridiculous. I saw uh, Jack Bell, who tweets a lot of stuff about the the baseball team, said this guy had five strikeouts on the season, and he had five on us in, like, the first two innings. Um, So it's just an easy opportunity to get a win there, and you just completely shit the bed. Yeah. Six innings, nine strikeouts, two runs. Yeah, yeah, and I just didn't look like we were aggressive. I, it was bizarre. I, I turned the game off pretty quickly because I was like, all right, I'm not going to watch this. If our team isn't showing up, then why should I waste my time? Um, but, you know, unfortunate to drop that last one, especially when you talk about, you know, Big 12 winning the conference. Like, you had yourself set up pretty well there, and you dropped that one. And that be, could be a game that comes to bite you. You know, there's still a lot of season left, so we'll see how that plays. But, uh, Dustin, catch us up on what to look forward to this week with the baseball yeah, team. Yeah, a little Tuesday-Wednesday action at Grand Canyon University. They're actually, it's actually a pretty good midweek series. Right. Um, yeah. They're projected to be like a three seed going into the tournament. So this is a good little matchup with a smaller school on them. Um, and then at home against Kansas State this weekend. Again, Kansas State's one and five in Big 12 play. This is one you should win all three games, like take care of business Friday, Saturday, like you have been, maybe don't score 28 runs Saturday, save them for Sunday and let's win all three games. And just to update on the tech baseball game has gotten started just about 20 minutes ago and Easton Morrell led off the game with a home run. So uh, that's his fourth leadoff home run of the season. Easton. Easton. That's where we stand with the baseball team. Justin, we've finally – it's been a long time since we've talked a little Texas Tech football yeah, on yeah. here, but we've got a little football news. Spring practices have gotten started. So let's kind of catch all up on some things. Uh, we received an offensive line commit from a USC transfer, Ty Buchanan. And if you've been paying attention, we haven't brought up every single recruit. There's been a lot of them. The yeah. staff has been uh, at it. But if you've noticed a lot – of the recruits that we've got that are transfers and stuff like that have been offensive line and defensive line. Uh, Dustin thoughts on getting another, and this dude's gigantic too. He's like six, six, two ninety, big offensive lineman out of Corpus Christi. We were in on him last year. 
Um, his best offer was obviously USC. Uh, yeah, three-star recruit out of Corpus Christi, immediately eligible. So that helps. Hell yeah. I think, Love yeah, like another point I had is what you just said. This coaching staff has done a great job of addressing the offensive line immediately and with some transfers, like recruiting um, freshmen and some transfers because he'll go great with like Cole Spencer that we got from Western Kentucky. Like we might just have two new starters right. all, all of a sudden um, for our offensive line. So that's an amazing uh, upgrade there. Yeah, you love to see the coaching staff address a big weakness that we've had over the several years and just try to immediately attack it. And sure, not everybody pans out, but I think that's why you go get a lot of different dudes. So if one guy doesn't work, you have a guy to f- plug that hole with. And that's something we've lacked in is depth on those posi- uh, on those fronts, you know. And spring practices have begun, like we mentioned. Ooh. And we've got a date for the spring game. Dustin, you want to fill people in on the spring game? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they'll be practicing for the next couple weeks. And then Tech spring game is Saturday, April 23rd. It's also the same weekend as West Virginia baseball coming to town. So that game is Saturdays at 2 o'clock. So the spring game will probably be either like 11 or 12 before baseball or probably around 6 o'clock afterwards. They usually like to do a little back-to-back, keep people around and on campus for that. So that'll be a really fun fun Saturday for everybody. Go, go to the stadium for free and watch that and maybe even get over for some baseball if you can find a ticket. Do they sell, like, beverages and stuff during the spring game? Like, will they be selling beer during it? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to one in a while. Yeah, I haven't been to one Can't either. Can't comment on that. Me either. Maybe we'll go find out. Um, as the Joey McGuire era is right. you know, underway with spring ball. I did get back in on season tickets this year, so I'll be there. There you go. I am looking to do the same. Uh, Brent is supposed to text me on thursday and let me know what are available around him so we'll be okay he showed me the chart the other day yeah yeah i saw the chart too so Jeanette's gonna get in and get one too so we're we're loading up on those season tickets to support joey mcguire and this football team Uh, but as spring practices go and as some news uh comes out of those practices we'll be sure to update you guys on that front but uh, got you with the quick club red this week as really not a whole lot of news to talk about, but wanted to catch y'all up on a few things. Dustin, you got anything else for the club this week? Nope, nothing there. Keep up with baseball. There. Well, that will do it for us this week in the club. Make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Five stars to get into club red, unless you're Kurt Wilson. Uh, who remember he still gets VIP access uh, oh, yeah. for eternity, all baseball season, uh, all baseball season. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. That's where you can keep up with us during games. Um, when news breaks and all of that stuff, uh, follow our YouTube channel and we will catch you guys in club red next week. Peace.